0: zero
1: TJ back with you. A1 and turkey bacon. Here on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Homecoming this uh, Saturday, HOKO at 11 a.m. It'll be OU in Kansas. TJ, are you going to the Kansas game this Saturday?
2: TBD. Ah, might be a lake weekend. Perhaps. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. To be determined. To be determined. By the way, uh, that's what that stands for. (laughs) We have been asked, uh, forget IMHO, could you let me know what this WTF, all OU fans are yelling, stands for? And I said yes. Wow, that's fun. That's uh, that's what that stands for, in my honest opinion. To be determined, to be decided. Could go either (laughs) way there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, we'll update you on the poll sweeping the nation uh, right now. I'mho a fistfight has broken out on uh, what the H stands for. <laughs>
2: could could we, uh, we could we also uh, answer why we've been drugged into a conversation involving another radio host in this state? And uh, I do appreciate other radio hosts on other stations jumping in on our poll. So thank you, thank you to get hmm. those guys.
1: I don't here. know what the other one, any of that means. I'm mean, gonna see as I go through the answers here if I can figure that out. Um, yeah, so 350-plus people have voted already. Still holding with honest at
2: 58%, TJ. It's hard to be right all the time, in my uh, humble opinion.
1: Hard to overcome that. Dylan Stevens says, honest may be redundant, but so is, in my opinion, in the first place. You're saying or typing something, so of course it's your opinion. Thank you, Dylan. Uh... (laughs) Tony Perez, great hitter, by the way, for the Reds, Big Red Machine. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Says, a pet peeve of mine is one where people say to be honest or to tell you the truth, that's a thing, too. Aren't you always honest with me? Uh, No, TJ has just said he lies frequently. Earl Grice says it's humble. Macy Turley says it's humble. Saying IMHO is actually triple redundant. Uh, TJ called her a liar. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> so the humble people are being louder on Twitter, which has some irony to it. Yes, but honest is
2: winning the poll, which is what that article said. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. I've never thought it was humble, so I'm shocked today. This is something new I'm learning.
3: I said
1: what? Say, I said what possible
2: I'm gonna need you to send me that drop by the way so
1: I can add it to I was end.
2: trying to find it yesterday and I couldn't find it because you said something and there was two Ricky drops I was trying to find yesterday and I couldn't find them so they're somewhere
1: Mike gundy yesterday said uh, about a decade ago he was offered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job <laughs> yeah, how about that? He had three interviews and then didn't get the job or decided he didn't want it, one of the two.
2: Your thoughts, TJ? He just loves to randomly throw out uh, junk just to see what happens and how it stirs people up. I think this week I'll do some one-arm (laughs) push-ups. Right, the the one-arm push-ups. Hey, let's flirt with Arkansas. Let's flirt with LSU. Oh, by the way. I'm also a great guy because I turned down an NFL job. I had the Tampa Bay job. They went with uh, <laughs> Greg Schiano after I turned it down. But, you know, hey, uh, why am I bringing this up? I'm just letting you know I could be coaching Tom Brady right now. That's all. It, uh, as entertaining as
1: he ha- is to have around, it would have been a lot of fun to see Mike Gundy in the NFL.
2: <laughs> he wouldn't still be there. Know. Guys I don't, don't have, have that long of him. a shelf life in the NFL. So if it was 10 years ago, he would be seven years removed from his job. Know. I think he's, uh, I think he's, uh, what's the, what's it? I think he's Teflon,
1: <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. He might've stuck around. He might've been one of those guys that stuck around or bounced around because he was entertaining and fun and kept getting jobs and everything. I don't know. Shoot. Maybe he's going to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers now. Might be. He'll definitely get his name in the mix and get a raise out of it. I'm sure. But. They're out of a. Uh, they, they fired Matt Rule yesterday, TJ. hmm mm-hmm. What do you think the H stands for in Rule? By the way,
2: uh, honest, humble or honest? Honest,
1: honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's out of a job. Uh, which is interesting from a couple of different perspectives. One, that's Baker Mayfield's head coach. Uh, Baker is struggling mightily now. He's hurt. hmm Um,
2: high ankle sprain. Is that it? What it is?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm going to miss have they already ruled him out for this week i, I think, think they, they
2: said uh up to 2 to 3 weeks yeah uh he's in desperate straits he really
1: needed to prove himself this year and it is not happening so maybe somebody can get in there and run an offense if he can you know uh, he might not get his job back if oh what is it sam uh sam, sam, sam darnold. Uh, darnold comes in and plays well but if he does He's going to have about a half a season here to prove himself, or he's going to be a backup, I fear. So that's interesting. But it's also interesting that Matt Rule now is out there in the coaching market. Now, he's walking away with 40 mil. So doesn't have to coach again, Tej. But he was a very good college coach at Baylor. Didn't work out in the NFL, but still, I would imagine, highly respected, probably coveted. We've got openings all over the place in college football. What do you think Matt Rule's going to do here? Is he going to Nebraska? Is he going to Wisconsin? Is he going to be a, an analyst for Nick Saban for a year? That Everybody does that
2: after they get fired. I'll take him. He's not, Oh, as you said, he's got a little bit of money. Um, does not have to be in a rush. but uh, a li- Go go he, hang out with Ed Orgeron for a while? You know Where was it before uh, Baylor Temple? Was that where he was? And he built yeah. that into a 9-10 win yeah. team and then came to Baylor, did the same thing, flipped it quick. Um, so Nebraska, he's proven that he can uh, turn things around and turn them around within a year or two and be pretty successful at it. So that's got to be an option for him now if they're wanting to go and uh, talk to him. Someone I heard someone say it may have been this morning on the way to work. Someone said Carolina was just doing him a favor so that he could jump in on uh, these coaching jobs and have a chance to get the job that he wanted as they came open. So
1: he gets forty million dollars and mm-hmm. has his pick of you know several pretty good jobs out there. I mean, not great jobs, but pretty good. Auburn might be coming open soon. That probably true. is going to be. What else is open? Arizona State. That's not that great. Um, I'm f- I feel like we're forgetting one that's open right now. It was Nebraska, Arizona State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and there's one other.
2: Somebody, else, Wisconsin, uh Wisconsin. Was there one other? Maybe it's just those three. No, there's another one. There's another
1: one, TJ. What is it?
2: I mean, in my honest opinion, I can't remember if there is another one. Oh, get out of here with your honest <laughs> opinion, crap. <laughs>
1: Hang on. Chris Plank's here to the rescue. Thank you, Chris. Colorado Buffalo.
2: Oh, that's right. Well, they're not even really a program. I wasn't even thinking about them. Let I me mean, come on.
1: Um, There's some truth to what you there's some honesty to what you're saying there. I'm not very good right now. What's the best
2: job available right now? Nebraska or Wisconsin? Well, Wisconsin is the one that's been the most consistent and stable. Nebraska has less history. Nebraska has the upside with the history and hero factor. I mean, you come in there and win eight, nine, ten games within two or three years, like he's done at those other two spots. I mean, you're you're not going anywhere for a long time at Nebraska. Is it is it
1: any easier to win at Wisconsin than Nebraska? I mean, theoretically, there's no recruiting advantages or financial advantages to being there. Is there? They both have great fan bases. Yeah. Nebraska has way more history. And like you said, you got a chance to be a hero. But maybe maybe the answer is wait for Auburn.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other. I mean, does Brian Kelly survive very long at LSU? Oh, gosh. Surely they
1: give him a year, right?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. They I was... might not. As we said early in this conversation, he's he's in a perfect situation of not having to worry about things financially. He can sit back, watch how the next two months play out and say, that's the job I want. Let's go after it. So two
1: months like he could sit back for five years and just let the drool gather for him wanting to, you know, pick out an SEC program if he wants. Mm -hmm. He's got 40 mil.
2: He doesn't have to coach. Well, heck, a random may take the Nebraska job and Baylor's back open up. That would be funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Tech, by the way, is another one that's open right now. Uh, that's not the right answer. Um, all right, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see if uh, Matty Rule lands anywhere. Right, are you surprised he didn't work out in the NFL?
2: I'm not surprised when anyone doesn't work out in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, we've seen highly successful college co- coaches make that jump. And, well, heck, maybe the greatest college coach of all time made that jump and it just didn't work for him. So I'm never surprised when it doesn't work out for someone, no. Oh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's a tough gig, man, I and mean, they don't give you long. It's just such a different gig. Right. There's not talk of, well, he hasn't even been through a full recruiting class. I mean, you don't have that in the NFL. Get it done. um, It's
1: like the skill sets don't necessarily match up to win in one versus the other. Recruiting is such a massive part of being successful in college. Mm -hmm. No bearing whatsoever in... The pros, you don't even usually get to pick your own players. Your general manager does it. Uh, what was it Bill Parcells did? You don't get to shop for your own groceries. Isn't that what he said right. back when he was with the Patriots? Um, and then, you know, the whatever authority and power you may have in college because these guys are young and wanting to learn and wanting to get in the NFL, forget that. At the next, I mean, they're all making more than you. All the players are rolling in in Lamborghinis. Well, I guess that's happening in Texas, too. But you know what I mean. Uh, So it's just such a different gig. Like It's hard to say, well, this guy was good in college. I bet he's good in the NFL. Or this guy ran an offense that could translate to the NFL or whatever. It's just apples and oranges, as they say, TJ. Apples and oranges.
2: This one suggests Matt Rule wait until USC opens after Tebow takes the Panthers job.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Break time. 8-16 in the morning. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. This is the ref the home of Sooner fans.
0: The T-Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad-boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108.
2: R.K. Blatt brings you this hour, and in my opinion, they're the best office technology company out there. They can help you with small, medium-sized businesses throughout Oklahoma and Kansas. Is that your
1: honest opinion or one of those dishonest opinions you throw around? That's my
2: honest opinion because, yes, I do lie. RK Black is great, though. I am not lying about that, 405 In fact, I used their equipment this morning to scan some documents and then email those documents over to someone. You three, know, you
1: can scan with your... Three uh,
2: different documents. With the notes in your phone? Uh, yeah, I've heard that. I've never tried it, but I've heard that, yeah. I did it the other day. It's really cool. You're fancy like I had to that. watch a YouTube video to show me how to do it, but I did it. <laughs> Check them out at rkblatt.com. I had to watch it
1: on another phone so that I could use my phone to scan the documents. So I had a two-phone situation going.
2: Huh, that seems yeah. confusing. I did it, though. Uh, if I have 40—Air uh, Convert Solutions text line— If I have $40 million in my back pocket, I'm not moving to Nebraska.
1: <laughs> this up. for Wisconsin, probably. Uh, true, true. Some people love to coach, you know. They love to work. They don't, they, they, like Bob, for example, can't stay away from it, right? He keeps, he's coaching an XFL team for Pete's sake. So I would, I would bet he'll lay low for a while until the perfect thing comes along. But I bet we see Matt Rule coaching again.
2: Dave Aranda does have per- the personality of Tom Osborne, so he might be a yeah. good fit. That's a good point. Uh, a couple of people, uh, Throwing in the Georgia Tech job, which you yeah. mentioned. Uh, in my honest opinion, nobody cares about something Gundy may or may not have said or done 10 years ago. It's from McKell in Logan County. <laughs> I disagree with that. A lot of people think it was entertaining. Uh, Brent's home, may, uh, home plate speech last night was fire. Anyone mm-hmm. who doesn't believe in this staff should go watch it.
1: It was... Uh He got rolling. He got rolling. I I told him uh, when we were on the caravan tour this summer, uh, one of the first stops, I said, you got some, like, Baptist preacher revival in you when you get rolling. And people, like, not just like at Rudy's, but like when he's in a crowd, you can hear people, like, start to, Answer him. That's right. They'll say, they'll oh, yell something from the front row." That's right. Tell him, coach. You know things like that. Like just getting amens from the crowd. He get he gets fired up. and He gets rolling, and he got rolling last night.
2: Uh, this texter says there is 17 no. Seventeen inches wide, by the way, TJ. That's right. Doesn't matter the level, Pee Wee, Little League, High School, College. Uh, there's no such thing as a humble opinion.
3: Hmm. It's
2: true. Why, well now, why would that be?
1: Um, I think you're saying, and I think the correct answer here is humble opinion. My opinion, my humble opinion, it's humble opinion. I think you're saying, this is this is my opinion, but it's just my opinion. I'm not, it's just, you know, it's my humble opinion. I'm not here to adamantly fight you over it or anything. It's just my humble opinion. It's just one man's opinion.
2: I think that's what that's saying. Hmm. Yeah, when I give an opinion, it's not humble. It's fact. Well,
1: there is such a there. There are opinions that are not humble. So sometimes you add the H because you're like, I could be wrong about this, but this is my humble opinion. I think that
2: honestly, I could is... be wrong about this. Humble opinion. Yeah. Well, Maybe I, it should be double do. H's. Uh, good morning from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Curious, was Brown O'Haver called after that game on a Saturday? Pow, 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 pow. Just kidding. <laughs> we will get this <laughs> OU program righted. <laughs> The uh, offended disaster uh, called Brown Waver. I love it anytime you can work a sponsor. <laughs> <That's right.
1: laughs> uh, it also took a shot, by the way, last night at one of our co hosts who has been on the dais this year. Take a shot. He mentioned them without saying their name uh, about that the season was gone or give up on the season or whatever. And I don't know, you remember this part last night, it was Like somebody who sat up here. I mean, not you guys, but somebody who sat right up here who said we should
2: just give up on the season. Oh, yes. Maybe a uh, former, uh, well, go ahead. Well, I think it was Trevor Knight. Was Trevor Knight and his
1: opinions, yes. <laughs> Uh, Trevor said something in a podcast about the season being over or something like that, and it got tweeted around a lot. And obviously, Brent saw it. I think that's what he was talking about. I mean, that's my guess as to what he was talking about. Maybe maybe it's something I said. I don't
2: know. But um, that was interesting. Uh, well, Trevor might be uh, co-hosting the huddle anytime soon? Yeah. I mean, he's
1: supposed to be. He's, okay. I, I was mean, wondering
2: unless... about it after those opinions came out, so... Uh, as far as I know, he's scheduled to, so if he
1: doesn't, then you'll know something happened.
2: It's obvious the program is in a whole lot worse shape than we originally thought uh, with Lincoln. Riley has set back the program at least three years. He recruited well, but he recruited defenders to that speed D, and those guys are not working out for Brent's defense. Brent is recruiting higher-end uh, defenders like you see in this class. He will get it built back. Everything will be fine.
3: Okay,
1: I think there's some uh, truth in that.
2: Uh, in my honest and humble opinion, the sports animal stinks. That's from Lags Thirty Two. Thank you, all right. Lags. All right. <laughs> Let's don't start a radio war here. Let's just stay in our lane. <laughs> You're right. BV needs to come hire Bixby's DC.
1: Bixby hadn't lost a game in like a decade, so <laughs> right. Maybe we whatever need they're head doing coat, over there is good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Teddy, we will beat Texas. However, women and children st- should stay home. This is a business trip and possibly a fight. No North Park Mall, no fine dining, no fancy hotel. Sooner Nation, please show up and be ready to yell and scream and go crazy. Let's go! What? That's an old text. Why does it keep doing this to me? I'm like, why are these texts not making sense? The one about the Cowboys earlier. Something is wrong with our text line right now, and it's driving me nuts. Is it doing the thing Twitter does where it
1: shows you a tweet from, like, 48 hours ago? Yes, but it jumps to
2: the front. It jumps, like, days back, but it frames it like it's the most current text, and it's not. And then I start reading it, and I'm like, what? Because we didn't beat Texas. Yeah. Toby, you are wrong. The boomer doomers need to shut their yappers, or they're going to end up in a van down by the river. Boy. Wow! Yikes! We're Violent. People now. Yeah. Violent. Uh, good morning, y'all. Although it, it, this is BB's defense and scheme, do you think he's taking a step back and is allowing Roof to handle more while he tries to figure out the balance of being a head coach? Hmm. That's an
1: interesting question. Let's pause here for a second, Teach. Okay, let's pause. Um, I do. I have no idea. I do, and I've, I've all along, you know, from the moment the hire was made. Anytime you take a coordinator and make them a head coach, and this happens all the time, that transition comes with some questions: Are you still going to call plays? You know that if the, if it's an offensive coordinator, we always ask: Is are you still going to call plays? Lincoln kept calling his own plays, and then we questioned the whole time he was here: Is that too much? Can you call your own plays and be a head coach? Should somebody else be calling the plays? So, here we got it from the defensive side. And I have—I don't know what the um, breakdown is as far as who's actually running the defense day-to-day. You know, my hunch is it's Brent. I mean, I just can't imagine it not being Brent, and it looks like in the middle of a game... That he's making the calls and he's in the middle of the defensive huddles and and I'm sure it's in conglomeration with Ted Roof. I'm sure they're doing it together, but it I don't think it's a at all. I don't. I, there's no way he's just hands off and Ted's doing all the defense and Brent's just assuming a CEO role. That's not happening. Nor i do not saying it should happen, but it's got to be tough. That's That's got to be a tough, weird, new thing for Brent to try to figure out because he's always been the sole owner of his defenses. Well, I guess he shared it with Mike Stoops for a while, but you know what I mean. He's been the guy who runs the de- – now he's actually got a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. but he's still – intimately knows his defense and how he wants it run so what's that working relationship like uh i don't i think that's fascinating i can bring you no insight whatsoever but i do think it's a fascinating question and i've tried a couple of times to ask brent about that in a way where we could get a little insight and he hasn't seemed real interested in going into that. So not ready to
2: share that yet.
1: Not yet. Like, how's it working? You know, how's, how hard is it to... You know, the one time he kind of went into the whole flipping back and forth on the headset thing, and that was kind of entertaining. But what has the transition been like for you from being the defensive coordinator to the head coach? How much are you still involved in the coordinating of the defense? What's it like when the offense has the ball and you got things to fix on defense and you're the head coach? All that kind of stuff. So I think the texter asks a good question. I don't have the answer, but I do think it's interesting. I am HO.
2: <laughs> Braylon, Wichita Mountain lineman says I think the difference in humble and honest is if you're a Democrat or Republican. <laughs> Well, I can tell you, uh, politically, me and Teddy are pretty much in lockstep, so that's not true. Because so, we're in the debate over the humble and honest, so I don't think that's true. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to get past all the, the humble and honest, just people's opinions on this. Uh, honest opinion. Does Draymond pick on smaller teammates, or would he show that punch? What? Jokic is talking trash. LOL. Please skip this. Please I don't know what text. that is even about. What Please is go- that? That one was NBA on NBA <laughs> text. Um that one's not uh politically correct. I can't read that. John uh John Blake arguably had better rosters than the early 90s team with one glaring exception, quarterback. Say that again. John Blake arguably had better rosters than the early '90s teams, with one glaring exception: quarterback. He did recruit well.
1: Yeah, I, I would have to kind of sit down and look through the rosters and think through that. I'm not, uh, but he did. He did. Rec- John was a charismatic guy. May he rest in peace. He is. A, he was a charismatic, popular guy, who recruited very well. Um. They just had a hard time winning, so yeah, that's probably true. I mean, and and the as Brent pointed out last night, they left Bob with some really good talent. That uh, John left Bob with some, you know, the Rocky Calmeses and Roy Williams and Andre Wolfoks and J.T. Thatchers and Trent Smiths and Josh Normans and Ante Jones and Curtis Fagan and on and on and on. So, all right, break time eight thirty four. We'll be back
0: the ref network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown Ohaver fire wind theft tornado we can help call 405-735-5510
3: welcome
1: back everybody Toby and TJ with you Dylan Gabriel after practice last night
4: I'm feeling real good um yeah body feels good mind feels good and just you know took it very serious how uh, you know the, the part of recovery and, you know, thankfully, I'm at this point, thanks to, you know, all the trainers and, and everyone. So what did last Had week look like for you? Uh, a lot of resting early, um, you know, preparation, you know, to, to figure out, you know, if I was going to play or not, um, you know, let up uh, until Thursday, Friday. Um, obviously, it, it didn't get approved, but, you know, I know it's just, you know, the doctors approved, uh, protecting me and, and trying to, you know, keep my best interest in mind. Had, Had you gone through something like this... that
3: before?
4: Yeah. Um, not necessarily that exactly, um, but you know injuries in general. I, I've you know, you get bumps and bruises and, and learn to you know find uh, better ways to recover and just listen to your body. But like I said, our, our trainers um, they're just really good at, at what they do and, and protect us very well. So how you was,
2: was Saturday? Just having to kind of stand there and watch
4: everything unfold. Yeah, it was tough. Um, you know, obviously I I wanted to be out there. Um, you know, and, and be you know there for my guys. You know, just because we put in all this work together, and it was tough. You know, tough, tough to watch, but also tough to you know, because I'm a part of it. You know, I'm on this team, and you know, feel for them just because you know I know how hard everyone works. Um, so, it wasn't easy. You know, something that's really tough for sure.
1: Um, I'm gonna guess he gets a pretty big cheer when they announce the starting lineups on Saturday. Yeah, you uh, think? <laughs> All right, let's, we got a couple of phone calls. Let's go to uh, this person called themselves that or you're calling No, that's what he calls here. himself, yeah. All right, he calls himself Worst Caller Paul, WCP. Good morning.
3: Hey, good morning, uh, Toby and TJ. An- good morning. Another good show by you guys this morning. I really appreciate this so much. Thank you. Uh, I was actually going to start out with this, uh, the prime minister from great – written during World War Two, that I'm uh, drawing a blank on his name. But uh, this is what he Winston said. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Never give up. Never give in. We must fight. We are going to win. So, anyway, for what it's worth, I know that was pretty corny.
1: I like it. Thank you.
3: Thank you, hey, WCP. Uh, I think it's going to make uh, a big difference providing um, our starting quarterback uh, for the team uh, can play Saturday. And it looks like that's going to happen, right?
1: Yes. Brent said last night they are expecting him to play Saturday.
3: That is good. And, of course, it will make a difference. And to the wonderful OU fans across the state, across the nation, across the world, you know what, guys? This is a little blimp. This is a little blimp on the big picture. And what we need to do is keep supporting our team, keep supporting the coaching staff and the players and the media. Which uh, you know, fourteen thirty a.m. here in Tulsa. I totally supporting us. I love every. Pardon me. Keep supporting the media. media. Yeah,
1: you know yeah. our media. Yeah, yeah. Keep supporting us.
3: Yeah, well, I will. It. And I, you know what? Um, of <laughs> course, I don't like to lose the first time. You know, I mentioned uh, it's going to be all right, and maybe God has a higher purpose than this, and I still think that's uh, possible. I really do. So, all right,
2: thank you, WCP. Pardon me. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it.
3: Okay. Thank you, guys.
2: All right, see you later. He's right. In my honest opinion, worst caller ever. <laughs> I'm joking, Paul.
3: I
1: wish I could read you Teddy's text. <laughs> uh, hey, I did appreciate a good Winston Churchill quote. That was nice. And he said, it's just
2: a blimp. It's just a small blimp. <laughs> we got a text that said, you can't remember Winston Churchill's name. Don't be quoting him.
1: <laughs> Not a lot of small blimps either. Most of them by nature are large. All right. The next caller's name is Sports. That's what I think he said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sports. Toby, so it's Mr. Sports. What's going on? Mr. Sports. Mr. Okay. Sports. I left off that the makes Mr. more sense. Good morning, yeah. Mr. Hey, sports. Gonna this, yeah, I'm going to make this real quick with a question, then I want to take it off the air, but I want your honest, humble opinion. Right. Nice. Uh, give me what you think is the difference between this three, this three down front and say a four three uh traditional defense or something like that, and I'll take it off here. You guys All have right. a great game. Very good. All right. The difference between a three man front and a four man front is one man. What's next, TJ?
2: <laughs>
1: no, I'm just kidding. So uh this is a great Teddy Lehman question. I would encourage you to listen this afternoon. But and he's a big four man front guy. Uh there are a lot of teams i think as i understand it uh the four man front you can it may lend itself more toward getting pressure with just your defensive line whereas your three a three man front can allow for sometimes a little more creativity from the second level the linebacker level or the stand up ends or whatever the case may be we saw it against nebraska work well sometimes your uh, defensive linemen up there can eat up offensive linemen and allow the linebackers or safeties who ever to work in behind them and bring some pressure that way. And also, if you're going to drop eight, then you got to eat up three in the front. Uh, Teddy hates the three-man front. He th- he played uh, in four-man fronts when he was at OU. There's a lot of teams that have gone to more three-man fronts, including Alabama. Clemson has played some in, uh, with Brent Venables as well. Um I, I think you can be good in either one. But uh, I know that Ted is staunchly in the camp of a four-man front is a better way of playing defense. So, um, But he's the expert. So please ask him this afternoon the difference between the two uh, other than one man. That's my answer for you.
2: All right, what else, teach? Oh, let's see here on an Air Comfort Solutions text. Uh... Toby, what do you do in the future is, what you want to do in the future is jump the car and drive it to Walmart. They offer free installation when you buy the battery.
1: I couldn't jump it. Because he had your car. Oh, it wouldn't jump. It was completely dead. No, it wouldn't jump. Completely dead. It would not jump. I tried. It wouldn't jump. I installed it
2: for free myself. That's right. And felt... Good about I
1: yourself needed, after needed, doing. it. I needed to do it. I need. It was therapeutic for me yesterday. I needed to do it.
2: Uh, this one's saying it's T, uh, Tua's fault. We lost that game with all the head stuff going on. Uh, I don't think that.
1: I don't think that factored in. I do not buy into that line. I do not buy into the line of thinking that Dylan Gabriel was okay and under normal circumstances would have been cleared. But because of the Tua situation, OU did not want to take a PR hit, so they didn't start him in the OU-Texas game. I think that's somewhat comical. I, I think OU has the most conservative concussion protocol of any college in the country, and he was not cleared on OU's concussion protocol. Probably wouldn't have been cleared, cleared on anybody's concussion protocol, but I don't think it had anything to do with Tua, in my opinion. I uh, we will update you on the poll and welcome in Chris Plank to the show when we come back. Back after this.
0: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans.
1: All right, don't forget, 6 o'clock tonight at Mitchell Park, you've got the uh, OU baseball team against the Texas Rangers instructional squad. That'll be interesting. Um, I got a text from Teddy on the uh, three-man front thing here before we bring in Chris. Let's bring in Chris. Chris Blank joins us now. On the three-man front, I think it's probably the best way to defend modern offenses, but it's more complicated and requires more specialized players. In a perfect world, you would be good at both, which is what BV is trying to get to. It will take some time, but will be the best in the long run. So there you go. That's a much better answer than the convoluted garbage i spat out wait segment. what do
0: you mean that it, it's one extra person i thought that was pretty clear to it, it was accurate it was, it was accurate. accurate uh in
1: in your opinion what is IMHO am h o yeah i was first?
0: blown away by this it was all, i thought it was always humble but i'm i'm not necessarily dying on that hill um what, where were you
1: humble. i right i've
0: never i've never heard anything but humble yeah me too so TJ's, good to see you, TJ. I've never TJ heard said, anything but honest. You're changing TJ opinions today. Look at that.
1: Uh, 789 votes in about an hour and nine minutes. 56% say honest. And they are throwing punches in the uh, replies Ooh, section. Let's go of Twitter. check that
0: out. I need something so,
1: uplifting uh, this
0: morning. People Hold calling
1: each here. other names and idiots and Macy huh. Turley. Macy Turley may have to take off work today just to fight people on Twitter.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's certain things like I always thought, um, SMH. Because it's like, what, scratch my, or shaking my head, right? Or, or whatever it is. I like, or, I like
1: scratching my head, but yeah. I think it is shaking. Like, shaking my, my head.
0: head. And I and I always thought it was scratching my head. And I was like, I, well, it's not. <laughs> it's shaking my head. What that works. It? That works. Yeah. Like you're puzzled. Yeah, yeah my I'm like, head, like what? I mean, it's just, I, I didn't know. And whenever I actually, I think I said scratching my head one time, the person that w- that was with me said, what? What? what i'm like yeah isn't that well, what TJ i was... said
1: one earlier today was like uh would you say tbd was
2: to be determined yeah yeah i've always, I've, I always thought tb decided oh, oh. <laughs> yeah
0: there's one for tomorrow's God, show if you
2: were wrong so much today it's unbelievable <laughs> there's one
0: for tomorrow's show because tj the person that hates probably social media the most will use this twitter poll to prove his correctness ask,
1: yeah, ask your son i mean it's the kids that know right i mean they they come up with all this crap. So I, I'm not even
0: kidding. I was literally both blown away and almost just impressed that they both work. Right? In my honest, because yeah, right, you're you're basically saying you lie a lot. But in my humble opinion, you're basically saying that you're arrogant and your opinion matters most. So let me humble myself for a little bit. So, like in my humble opinion,
1: huh? I almost didn't put out a radio poll because I was like, I don't want to make TJ feel bad about this because this is going to make him feel really out of touch and silly. And then lo and behold, he's winning the poll. (laughs) He's
0: dominating the poll right now. (laughs) Uh, The thing, Chris, the things that get you rolling on a Tuesday, right? How was the uh, show yesterday with Jeff Levy and
1: Chavis, Miguel Chavis? Miguel Chavis.
0: It was really good. Um, it, It was probably unfortunate that we got Jeff right after he spent, you know, 15 minutes with the media. So he he probably had got a lot of the kind of same ideas, questions, thoughts and I think it you know there's a certain point where when you're shut out for the first time in your career that you're kind of it's like okay, how much more do I have to talk about this? And I think we were on the back. But no, I'm not saying anything negative about him. It's just I wanted him to be able to get back to work, right? I'm like, okay, coach, one more eight-minute segment. I promise we'll get you out. But he was great, uh, and and Miguel Chavis was great, and it was uh, it was fun to listen to coach last night to to try to put me in a better mood after stupid Josh McDaniels. Uh, I, I listened to you and I'm Teddy. sorry. Why Why are you go for two in that? Just kick the extra points. I mean, what are man. we doing? I, I and was, you get the football. I was back.
1: keeping an eye on it across First Rudy's while one. it was going on. It's like ten oh. nothing, then it's seventeen nothing, and I'm. In my yes, heart, I'm out. happy. But I we knew what was with, coming. We've we were joking last night. We should have. I was like, we should. I told Gabe, we should have called Plank like a half hour before the show and said, Toby's not feeling well. Can you get here tonight? Just as a joke because the Raiders right. were on Monday Night Football. We all had a good laugh. And then we were keeping an eye on the <laughs> scores. Like, holy cow, look at Plank. They're beating the Chiefs. Yeah, it's great. It's a great I'm first sorry. half.
0: I'm it was sorry. fun. Um, apparently, the most egregious call in the history of ever took place last night, and that's all anyone's talking about. But – Uh, It was a good game, but no, I listened to you and, and coach, and it was, you know, I think I've fallen into that group and we'll get into it right after the top. That's like, maybe they're, maybe they're straining too hard. Maybe they need to dial it back a little bit, right? Maybe there's something in the preparation that these guys are wore out, but hey, man. They don't change the plate when you're not pitching well, right? So I, I kind of 17 inches. I dug that analogy last night, and it was it was get a good your listen. dirty feet out of here. That's radio, right, dirty, get your radio, dirty feet out, media people. People with dirty feet walking around in your brains. <laughs>
1: um, no, he he did go on a uh, somebody called it a TED talk earlier today. He had about a 15 minute speech there that was fantastic last night. So you want to look it up on ESPN Plus today.
0: Or, or, or SoonerSports.com slash
1: podcast. It's out right now. slash podcast. You can listen to it on your drive. It took us about 10 questions to kind of open the box last night, but we got there and he got rolling. So it was pretty good. Chris, have, have the best show you've ever had in your life. Thanks,
0: T-Row. Have a great day, buddy. Thanks to you fine folks for
1: listening and tweeting and texting today. We will do it again tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.